Well, friends, my love affair with the book of Galatians is continuing. The last few days I've been looking at chapter 4, and I want to read you verses 4 through 7, tell you why it's so meaningful to me from something I read a few years ago, and try and bring it home to my heart and yours today. So, Galatians 4, 4 through 7. When the proper time came, God sent His Son, born of a human mother and born under the jurisdiction of the law, that He might redeem those who were under the authority of the law and lead us into becoming, by adoption, true sons of God. It is because you really are His sons that God has sent the Spirit of His Son into your hearts to cry, Father, dear Father. You, my brother, are not a servant any longer. You are a son. And if you are a son, then you are certainly an heir of God through Christ. Isn't that absolutely extraordinary? Here we were, cut off from our experience of God the Father, uh, under the sort of authority of the law before the life of Jesus. And so, what does God do to get to men? He becomes one. He shows up, both God and man, so he can unite man and God in himself. And does he do it externally? Does he do it in some systematic way that keeps us outside of the arrangement? Of course not. No, he, the son, makes us sons. In the same arrangement and understanding he has with his father, he wants us now to stand next to him as younger brothers to that son and say, yes, father, dear father. He doesn't want us to be the kinds of servants who sit outside of the royal family circle. He wants us in on it. He wants us making decisions alongside them. He wants us walking through our days from this posture of not just son, did you catch the ending, but heir. How about that? A number of years ago, our family was on vacation, and I'm sure you do the same thing, especially on a beach vacation. You get a great stack of books. You swim for a while, you come in, you towel off, you sit down, you begin to read in the sunshine, there's nothing better. And I'm sure lots of us have been fascinated for years, uh, kind of our American royal family, the Kennedys. I was reading a book about JFK. And truth be told, if I had to pick one of the brothers, RFK is my favorite. But anyways, I was reading about JFK at the time, and I was struck throughout his life by how his sort of coming under this family name that had this prestige, this power, his belief in his own uh, destiny, it really did make him different. And I'm sure at times it was very haughty. Uh, I'm sure at times it was very frustrating for those around him, especially Jackie. But I was fascinated with to what degree do I need to learn from someone like JFK how to walk in my inheritance? Because I'm not a Kennedy. I'm something way better than that. I'm a child of the King. I'm a follower of Jesus who is a brother of his. So just this morning, I, I was thinking back on that after reading in Galatians 4. And I made a note to myself of things I observed in the life of JFK. And I think these are things that would hold with all kinds of, let's say, sort of wealthy, well-known heirs to like great fortunes, heirs to royalty, 
So here's some of the observations I wrote down this morning. From the moment they're born, there is this sort of instantaneous acceptance of this child into something far bigger than themselves. Instantly, they're part of a line. Um, Right from birth, they live under the power of their family name. Oh, they're one of those. Oh, hmm. They grow up with a father, typically, who has a high vision for their destiny, who's already thought about it all, who knows where this is going and is going to lead them on the way. You see that with Joe Kennedy. Um, Really, they grow up not thinking much about resources. They're not obsessed with their wealth because it's just sort of assured. They're not particularly thoughtful about it because, well, it's always been there and it always will be. They, frankly, enjoy the splendors of a cared-for and watched-over life. I mean, in the life of JFK, you have so many images when you look back through history of him just out sailing for the day, sort of enjoying his teenage years, on his way to Harvard, all those sorts of things. Again, I just said it, they're educated at the best schools. They get to go to that incredible boarding school and then to the best of the Ivy League or whether maybe they're English and they're going to Oxford, that sort of thing. They're sort of watched by the outsiders a little bit in awe. Again, it's also because of the power of the name under which they operate. They seem to sort of just expect that things will work out. They're not looking at the potential of something falling apart. They're expecting it to go just right. The perception is they seem to have a leg up all the time. Oh, the advantages they've, they've experienced. It's not fair, people feel like, from the outside. Well, how about this? When people watch that life of that air, over time, it starts to feel sort of pre-planned, almost inevitable, as if it was predestined from before their birth. That seems to kind of carry in the atmosphere of their life. In, in fact, that air has this sense of confidence that's born from their family's past, from where it's come from, which makes them comfortable right here in the present. And frankly, that's because they're assured of its sort of guaranteed receipt of working out in the future, of receiving what is theirs in the future. And so that brings us to that critical point of time. What happens when the patriarch dies? Well, when the patriarch dies, everything comes to the air. And that's the atmosphere they live under their whole life. Hey, someday I will take this over. That will be my mantle that I will carry. And so throughout their lives, they really live under this expectation of inheritance. And so when that time comes and they become, you know, the Earl or the Duke or the head of the family, they seem to somehow do it effortlessly. It's like the experience of that power and prestige gets bestowed and and they were ready for it. Well, I'm interested in the life of a JFK, but he had lots of foibles and faults. Friends, the reason I talk about this this morning with reference to Galatians 4 is because you and I are heirs of the kingdom of heaven. Everything I just described in the earthly sense is nothing. It's like a passing shadow compared to the glory of what he is doing in you today. So let me go back through my list and tell you what it means for your heart on whatever day you happen to be listening to this. You 
are instantaneously accepted into the family of God. You are not in the process of earning your way there. You're there. It's time to live up to your privileges. From the moment of your new birth, you were already under the power of the family name. Friends, we are not even Christians. We are sons of God. We are brothers, sisters of the King of Kings. Let's live that way today. Did you know that your Heavenly Father has the highest of high visions for your destiny? He knows exactly what today should hold to bring out the absolute best in His kingdom through you. Doesn't that sound like an adventure to live that way today? I do believe we're not supposed to give much thought to this whole resourcing operation of human life. I do believe it is assured. I believe that my father knows what I need because Jesus told me so. And so today, I don't want to give the day to my bank account. I want to give it to following him, seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, and knowing that all the rest of that is a matter of course. Let's live that way. I want to enjoy the splendors of this cared for, watched over life because I know he cares. 1 Peter 5, you can throw the whole weight of your anxieties upon him because you are his personal concern. It's up to him to take care of your life. Do we want to go be educated at the best schools as we talked about with earthly heirs? Uh, Yeah, we're already there. It's the school of the Holy Spirit. The actual life of God lives inside you now, and he's trying to whisper in your inner life. Would you let him? I kind of like getting a little chip on my shoulder, thinking, you know what? I want the world around me to be in awe of the supernatural goodness of Jesus, the power of Jesus operating through me, his brother, son of the same father. I want to have an expectation that all will be well, because I believe what Paul said when he says, moreover, we know that to those who love God, who are called according to his plan, everything that happens fits into a pattern for good. Does it mean that everything's going to feel good? Of course not. But we believe that even in the midst of the bad, we keep our eyes focused on Jesus' face and he sets us free of our circumstances. I do believe we have a leg up. We are already holy and blameless in the sight of God. There's no greater leg up. I love the idea of uh, people around my life looking at it and thinking, boy, that's all working out. Of course, it would be inevitably going okay for that guy. It's almost like he was predestined to enjoy the day today because he knows Jesus. Well, yes. Friends, I do want, and I want for you, that we would be confident in our family's past. That we would say, oh yeah, a couple thousand years ago, my brother, Jesus, set me free. I'm experiencing that. I'm very comfortable with that today. And by the way, someday when I die, it's not very long from now, I will actually sit at his right hand. And then this one is fun. When the patriarch dies, everything comes to the air. Friends, our patriarch, our king, has already died so that right now, Everything that is his is already at our disposal. (laughs) I don't know if it gets more hopeful than that. So here's my challenge for us. As heirs of the king, I would say let's live today with expectancy of our inheritance. Let's slide, frankly, seemingly effortlessly 
into the experience of being inheritors, of enjoying the power and frankly, too, the prestige of being children of the King of Heaven. I want it. That's really what I want. I want it. And that's why I'm recording it, because I want it for you. So let's hold our heads high today. Let's walk out the door to work, uh, to go in to coach our kids' soccer team, to that grocery store trip. Let's hold our heads high that we have the same sort of birthright, the same sort of uh, pride of belonging to the family of heaven that we can see in earthly ways all around us all the time. The earthly is passing, (laughs) but what we have in store will never die. Let's enjoy it to the full today. Thanks for listening.